and I had totally, the AA Big Book was revelatory because its description of an alcoholic seemed quite familiar to me. Yeah, it almost like an autobiography. It, just, it explained my basic, you know, not all the specifics, but the basic view was, it fit, you know, that description. I've never run into any other book that has such an intimate feel. And uh, so I was doing the recovery, and I still do it, and it's not doing it anymore, it's just living it. But I ran into this, with this idea that I'd been entertaining, I saw the basic, description of the root of the problem different than what AA was saying. And so AA basically says it's self-centeredness, extreme self-centeredness, and you must be rid of it or it'll kill you, but no human power can do that, so you have to find some other power, yeah, like a power greater than self. And I was all keen on that, but then I realized, Jesus Christ, there's a movement going on, unbeknownst to me, and it just became known to me that there's a, an activity that the mental state is involved in. For, and the mental state is like a trinity, more than a trinity. There's perceptions, there's thoughts, yes? There's in the interpretation and there's memories. Yeah? And all of those systems hold us as a body. That's what they call self-centeredness. Everything, all the systems are centered on this idea of self. And the idea of self to me is the feeling of, of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity that gets produced, that feeling gets produced by the claiming of activities. So there's actions happen, and yet then those actions are used by the mental state to apply the actor. Yeah? There's feelings occurring all day, but the mental state says all those feelings imply there's a feeling. Yeah? There's thoughts that are happening all day. All those thoughts imply there's a thinker, you know, or an object that's being thought about, and you're the object, yes? So all the systems that we are at basically comprise our GPS, because we're traveling here in a timescape, yeah? There's seemingly a past, there's seemingly a present, and there's seemingly going to be a future. Yeah, so we, our GPS isn't just leaving to Omaha and getting us to LA. It's going over past fucking maps all fucking day and the play and all the, and trying to find out who we can blame for the failure of arriving at happy, joyousness, and freedom. And then it's using the present for all that preoccupation and it's scared shit of what's going to happen to it. It is. It's scared shit and it's, it's usually, you know, salted down to, hey, I'm afraid of losing what I got and not getting what I want. Yeah, that thing. But it's not just, oh, oh I'm afraid. It's really the baseline. There's, a, there's an anxiety because you're a very frail, fragile state. Yeah? And this state is dependent on other states behaving themselves, like emotional states, physical states, social, societal states, financial states. Without those states, behaving themselves, they have huge effects on this state, yeah? So this state is constantly in fear of the condition the other states are in, and therefore, if the selfing arises and says, all right, bro, I'm gonna run the show for you, don't worry. 
you know, and then you'll get your ass totally kicked, get kicked, but it'll go, well, you're alive, I've been successful. So basically, as long as you don't die, it thinks it's doing a good freaking job. <laughs> so this GPS is insane. <laughs> it's just that simple. Like recovery says, hey, why are you in so much fear today? Why not ask that question, see what, what comes up? Why are you in so much fear today? Isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? You've just got the complete diagnosis of what's happened. So, all right, so self-reliance is what failed me. What does, what does self-reliance look like? All right, so there's this idea of self, you as the doer, the thinker, and the haver, and then there's a deep reliance on that as being the doer, the thinker, and the haver. Yeah, so this is gonna manage this to the promised land. It never delivered the goods, but there's a faith that it's going to someday. If only those fuckers stop bothering me or just so like that girlfriend would just behave herself, everything would be great. Yeah, so there's this, it's basically the self-reliance, you can see it as, as an activity right now, there's a reliance on the thought system as being true or solid. But the assumption of all the thoughts are based on the premise that you're a thing. You're thought about as a body. And let's say, okay, and if you were a body, maybe the GPS would work, but what happened is, this, let's say Mr. Spirit became identified as the body and bought the GPS for a fucking body. <laughs> when the GPS for the spirit is quite different. Yeah? So we're trying to adapt and coordinate our whatever, our, our, what we are to this GPS that's all about what we're not, yes? And it keeps on proving itself as a failed system, but we don't get the freaking message. Why? Because you don't have the system, you're identified as the system. And it's a typical thing Einstein says, you cannot seek a solution to the problem from the source of the problem, from the system that produced the problem. That system's not gonna produce the solution, yeah? So it's a failed freaking system. And where is the reliance demonstrated? Mostly in listening to freaking insane thoughts all day, yeah? Or we say it in you know, recovery, the acronym, one of many, fear, and it's one of my favorites, false evidence is appearing real. It's all day. All day, the screen is on, and to many of us, it's appearing to be real. Oh yeah, that's true, that's true, that's true, that's true. And I know in my own experience as the action figure, I'm just fucking living totally on assumption. I have no idea why the refrigerator's leaking. I just say, well, it's no fucking clue, really. I don't know, I've been proven wrong so many thousands of times. You would think that you would, open up to the possibility of another system. And you will, and you do, but you're co-opted because you're identified as a system, and then you run into another huge statement in recovery, which is self cannot get out of self. It's not in the book, but it's a, an experience that many, many, many members have had, have had, and so they finally presented it to the groups, and it's become a, like almost a slogan in recovery, which is, hey, Self can't get out of self. Well, maybe when you hear that, you see that you're exactly doing that exact thing. You're trying to get out of something as the something you're trying to get out of. How successful can that be? Not at all.
And what does it provoke? Fear and anxiety. And now you want to get out of fear, but you don't get to the source of the fear because it's not fear, it's self-reliance. Self-reliance is the source of the fear. Fear is an effect of reliance on self. Now, fear seems to be a cause of a lot of other shit, but people don't see its effects. And Bill W., humbly, I say, put it right out in the book. Why are you in so much fear today, or your whole life, or for the next month, or whenever? Isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? All right, so self-reliance is the system, yeah? That's failing us, which provokes the anxiety and the fear. And we're not even in fear, we're in mental anxiety, really. It mimics the physiological, the emotional effects of fear, but it's not an apparent threat you're responding to. You're reacting to what's not happening. Tell me if it's not so. Check it out. Why Look in your own freaking vast experience. You'll see it. It's staring at us right in front of us. Yeah. We've taken ourselves to be something that we're not. And no matter when that isn't seen, and you're looking from there, everything else is followed by that shadow. So when you're doing spiritual practice, which I did, a great master captures it in a lot of his writings. One of it, someone sent me a really nice way to say it, said it, but he says it in a number of different ways. The one I've stuck with is, there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing, yeah, which is the body. Yes, the body doesn't exist unless it's animated, right? It doesn't produce its own animation. Something moves through, kicks it on, something leaves, it's off. <laughs> so, <laughs> the presupposing, yeah, well, I'll get into it, man, because it's beautiful. The word is perfect, so supposing, I like assuming, you know? There's an assumption, but it's not even, the assumption isn't just that. It's an assumption that pre-assumes itself when entertained by us, yeah? So there's an assumption, there's a supposing. The mental state is presenting a supposing. It goes, hey, suppose you were a body. Suppose this person could fuck with you. Suppose, hey, I don't want to get sick. I hate suffering. Yeah, it provokes a lot of reactions. So there's a presupposing of this non-existent thing as what? As existing, really. He doesn't say that, but that's the, you know. The non-existent thing is taken to be that which is existing. Exist that which is animating it gets completely forgotten. And yet now the, that which is animated becomes the source, the cause, the alpha and the omega. You gotta see something's off there. Yeah. So all right, so the presupposing of this non-existent thing, and then what happens? It wants to get salvation, you know, wants to get a good hamburger, wants to get a massage, it wants to get fucked, it wants to get a lot of things. But basically they would you would construe it as a salvation for that minute those five minutes for that hour, whatever. All right, so it makes, makes total sense, all right? The non-existent thing, now seemingly existing, is finding existence is a little hard. It's irritable, restless, discontent, it's preoccupied, the thoughts are driving it fucking crazy, it's afraid of getting cancer and shit like that. Tons of shit, yeah? So it wants to get salvation. It makes total sense, all right? So, okay, this, not working out well, starts looking on how to improve this so that this will travel better. It makes total sense. 
But if you're not this, it doesn't make fucking sense, see? And this is the dilemma. If you're not this, all the working on it will be claimed by those mental processes to imply that you're the meditator, yeah? So there's a bondage of self, be it a spiritual self, be it a fucking drug addict self, being a transgender self, being a whatever self, it doesn't matter, but the bonding will couple, will get it, and therefore, while you're trying to get out of that, which seems to be suffering quite a lot of confusion and, dis and dissatisfaction, you're reinforcing that you're in it by wanting to get out of it. Woo! Man, I wish someone would have told me that fucking 45 or 50 years ago. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have heard it anyway. But the thing is, it would have been beautiful because basically, since I've been six years old, most of my behavioral patterns were just that. Self trying to get that out of self, trying to get salvation for the non-existent thing, through the non-existent thing, especially by the non-existent thing with all the practicing, yeah? But really, the salvation is from the non-existent thing. From, you know? The beautiful thing is, the from is inherently available, because you have never been, nor will you ever be, the non-existent thing. There's an appearance of the non-existent thing, but as Jesus says, hey, you're in this world of this, but you're not of this world. So let's say you're in this world of body, which is all fine. There's, there's no, den den see, the only thing that wants to deny the body is the body. Yeah? It's not, the spirit doesn't deny it, see? But when, you're, when this starts to happen, you'll go through that little immaturity of trying to deny, I'm not a body, blah, 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 but it's all the body trying to say I'm not a body. There's another negation which happens when this, that sense of spirit gets a little more emphasized, not by you, but just by what's happening, then it sees it's not a body. It's not like, oh, then let's burn it. <laughs> you know, flagellate it or something, bad body. No, it's just, hey, you're not a body, you know? It's, it's not like punishment waiting. And so there's a, so you see, the fundamental trouble is, when I keep trying to get out of an imaginary place, it's lending a reality to that imaginary place. Yeah. And the place seemingly imaginary or real is based on me, not on the place. You see, I play a huge role here. I'm giving, every, not as Paul, Paul is just the conductor of a very, he's awake to a very small stream. There's a lot going on. And so the app, we're dreaming this whole damn activity. Not, we're not in a dream, we're dreaming, yeah? And this is the dreamt, yeah? And this message isn't for the dreamt, see? If, if I mistake to tell you as the dreamt about the dreaming, it just fucks up the dreamt, you know? Now it thinks I should have 50 Cadillacs, and I'm dreaming, babes, good joints, everything. I'm fucking tons of money. No, this is exactly how it's supposed to be from the dreaming's point of view. <laughs> exactly as it is right this very moment is the manifestation of the dreaming. <laughs> 
The dreamt, giving, giving the dreamt the news it's a dreaming doesn't do anything. But talking to the dreaming about the dreamt goes somewhere, yeah? So I would say what we are, which is everywhere, is here right now. So the message is never thrown to you. You may think you're catching it, and I hope you don't think you got it, because that's the worst, it really sucks. <laughs> it's being thrown over your head, yes? Constantly, 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 because the dreaming, when it hears it's the dreaming, it sees with suspicion the dreamt. When the dreamt hears it's dreaming, it just goes, you know, it's, now it's like that book, The Secret, you know, get everything you want, you know, fucking, you know, no. The dreamt is the dreamt and it is the dreaming. The dreaming is the dreamt, but as the dreamt, it does, it's not going to get it's the dreaming, yeah? Yeah, so I feel humbly, again, the heist is an imaginary heist that's always going on. It never has happened, but it can seem to be happening to us. In a and the greatest obscuring agent is us, yeah? We're in the act of being identified as what we're not. As soon as our attention is not ours, when the attention and interest that brings things to note goes up into the mental state, which is the habit, yeah? It, that whole system sees you as a body. So if there's a reliance on that system, which there is, you're going to take yourself to be a body. You're never going to be a body, you never were a body, you never will be a body, but you will take yourself to be a body right now. Yeah? And, it's like, and there's such an incredible amount of faith in that system, because that's what we are. We're a movement of mind called faith. I saw it, we, I share it a lot as an example. This, we had a talk in Massachusetts in a rural area. We got there late at night, it was about 11 at night. We come to this little crossroad, there's a railroad track and there's stop signs. And there was a whole commotion going on. They had lights and everything. And I, we had a stop and the cop came over and I, we said, hey, what happened? And he says, oh, this lady, was listening to her GPS, it said, turn right on the railroad tracks. <laughs> now, the thumping and everything wasn't sufficient to break the faith she had in the GPS, because it's saying, your destination is 50 yards ahead. And she went up about 15 more yards where she couldn't get fucking out. So they had to get a special thing to tow her off the thing. That's faith, yeah. You can see, wow, how much faith to put into that technology. There's way beyond putting into this technology. <laughs> and if this tries to use faith to redirect it, that's faith in this. You see, you can't get out of something. You can't get out of that statement in recovery who says, hey, you got to quit playing God. It would be great, you know. Got to quit playing God. Why? It doesn't work, basically. <laughs> okay, simple. But where is the conundrum with that? Well, let's say the mental state is claiming to be you hearing that or reading that statement. Just let's say. So the mental state, as Charlie or as Paul goes, it reads a sentence, quit playing, you have to quit playing God. So now that which is playing God takes this as a command. All right, you gotta quit playing God. 
so okay, so now that which is playing God tries to quit playing God. Good luck, that's playing God. <laughs> and it doesn't change, it goes ad infinitum. <laughs> So there's a little conundrum here. You, because as soon as you want to get out of someplace, you're giving a reality of being in. Yes, so it's tricky. So how's one to get out of self? There's a realization you have never been in self. You have never been that which you're trying to get out of. Yeah, That's how you seemingly, quote unquote, get out of it, by realizing or at least getting a strong enough hit Occasionally, or maybe enough hits where the 51% of the stock that's being dis distributed to the body goes, moves over to this side, yeah? And you start having some of the uh, an immunity to what's not happening. You have an immunity, the thoughts about yesterday and tomorrow, because you're obviously <laughs> now, you know what I mean? <laughs> the greatest force that what's happening has is that it's happening. What's not happening, anything can, can seem to happen and what's not happening, but it, it can be overridden by a simple recognition of what's happening. Because what's not happening cannot conjure up the quality of it's happening. It can, it can make it seem to, but it can't. So this is such an easy fucking anchor. And you have five lines, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. I mean. Maybe if there was only one line, you could get lost in the space of what's not happening. You got fucking five things holding you down to what's <laughs> happening. You're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching all freaking day. <laughs> I could see you could get untethered with one, but five, I mean, you'd have to do a lot of soaring the rope and you'd be seeing it anyway. So this, you know, it seems to be, what's the big fucking dilemma? What could, what could fool reality other than reality? And I believe that's what we're, what's happening here. We're dreaming, yeah? We're dreaming as reality, and it's dreaming it's the dreamt, and therefore the dreamt seems as real as fucking can be. Yeah. So this was a really incredible correction because all my little spiritual journeys had started in a misstep. I was trying to get out of something I wasn't in. As simple as that. This just shifted everything. And now, if you put me on a, you know, in a machine that would check spirituality, there'd be 0 0.00000 signs of spirituality. <laughs> and I call that incredible success, to tell you the truth. <laughs> Why would you want to be spirit? Why would you want to be spiritual if you are spirit? Why would you want to have a fucking distorted mimicking of spirit by through spirituality if you are spirit? You would see spirituality as mostly as presented now is a fucking. It's like being one of those distorted mirrors. You're seeing. You're seeing something that you're actually seeing from. And you're making some freaking idea of that's what it looks like. You know? No, it's a simple dog shit awareness. You're awake to being awake. 
We're all awake all day. How can you, how can you argue with it? You have no volition over seeing at all. You know, if you close your eyes, you're still seeing. You know, it's just like horses fucking waiting to go. You know, you're still seeing. Yeah. If you close your ears, you still hear. You'll hear the vibration of whatever space completely. It's loud as hell. Yeah. There's no volition in it. If I I could make a vow, I'm never going to see a bird. If my eyes are open, I'm looking out the window, I may see a bird. Yeah? My volition has no oomph on it. Why not rest there? I don't mean in the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, but that which is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and it is not the seer, the hearer, the feeler, the taster, and thing. That was a claiming of something you have no fucking thing to do with. Yeah? Consciousness precedes the action figure completely. Yeah? So, it's like having fun. See, let's say you've been living your life. How do I get the horse in front of the car, starting with the horse in front of the back car? Suddenly, then you realize the, you start seeing life, you feel it, you live it. A horse is in front of the car. Blue is blue, red is red, things fucking make sense, yeah? You don't have to have book knowledge, you don't have to go over it with tons of commentary. You just know, yeah? And then what happens? I don't know, find out. I know structurally what happens. You're present, not based on any circumstances or situation, and not based on any thought or effort. You're present, which causes, and then it's obvious you're available when you're present, and if you're present and available, you're of service. It's that simple. Yeah, we're trying to do service to get an experience of that, which is of service, yeah. So all these, there's all these weird little sayings in a lot of old Zen and in Ramana Maharshi and Nizagadatta Maharaj and all these, these folks, yeah. They would, they would say this situation and as he says with this thing, the non-existent thing, trying to get salvation for the non-existent thing, and then he goes to the next sentence, if, you know, if this is the case, then your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, You're thinking you're putting the fire out, but the, the water bucket's full of gasoline. You're not putting it out. You're giving life to it. Whoop! Now that was like a shoe I put on, it fit. If it doesn't fit now, it doesn't matter. This is just an invitation. Yeah, it's not a fucking, we're not, you know, pledging allegiance to a new way. Just here you go. You came in, there's an invitation. And if the shoe, you know, like spiritual shoe store, we're putting out some shoes. If they fit, wear them. For me, I, it, they fit. And I've been wearing them for a long, long time now. And I, there's no need for any other shoes, really. And that's a damn good answer. If you have an answer that's the last answer and negates all need for any other answer concerning this topic, that's a fucking great answer, yeah.
we have that thing in AA, the pause. That pause becomes very, very available. And you're now positioned before thought, not as a product of thought, yes? The thinking about doesn't bring you into the existence of being that which is thought about, thank God. Yeah. It makes up all these hand puppets, but without the hand in it, it's a fucking empty, empty show. Yes? It's the hand that gives a lot, makes the puppet show alive. If the hand would just realize it's a hand, and how does it do that? Not by trying to realize it's a hand as the puppet, but seeing it's not the freaking puppet. That's clear direction, in my view. I think this is how it defeats us. We're trying to get out of it as it instead of seeing we're not it, and that's the, the getting out of it, you would think was based on you realizing I'm in and then escaping. Getting out of it is based on you were never in it. That's, that's, how, that's how the relief stabilizes, not because you escape, because if you believe you escape, you can believe you're, you can unescape, yeah? But if you see that you were never in, that stabilizes, then there's no need to get out, yeah? It's a logic, but it's seamless. I say in recovery, how many more examples do you want? You know people that have been sober for a year and then they go, they drink and they look like a totally different person because something drives in the car. If this is sort of like a city share car. A lot of shit comes in and drives it. If you have a tendency of alcoholism and addiction, man, you have been used for transportation quite a lot, and you always end up getting stuck with the bag. Yeah? Hmm. So, there you have it, yes. Come back eight years from now, it'll be the same message. <laughs> Never changes. I I used to change a lot till about um, how many years ago, and then I hit this little point, and it makes it seems pointless to go anywhere else because if this isn't seen, you'll be looking from its effects. You'll be identified. You'll be in the act of being identified as Charlie, looking to get out of Charlie. Yeah. So, no questions? No. I can add an illustration. You, know, you, you have an illustration? Yeah, uh, when you were talking about uh, you know, how, how we do it, if you could see that if it was only one line, we could get untethered. <laughs> and it's kind of similar to like when you say that, you know, when we think we're standing in another room, it's actually our attention that's, you know, it was making it real because we think we're standing. So, but uh, TED Talks, that the guy that is demonstrating how there's obviously something going on when, like, uh, the experiment is you can put a rubber hand on the side of a divider. Yes, yeah, and, yeah. And then people eventually start feeling that hand. Yeah. So, but it's, it's the stroking of <laughs> the hand that yeah. persuades. So it's like, so this, this, the repet, repetition, the, the, 
There's still a repetition of the stroke. Oh, so you can just see, how, am I, how is it I'm doing it? Oh yeah, I'm stroking it. <laughs> no, it'll be my, funny. My precious. <laughs> no, it'll be funny. You'll be walking in Macy's one night and the mannequins will look at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like me, like that Twilight Zone. <laughs> what? <laughs> this reality entertaining it, yeah? And that's why if reality loses interest in it, it'll seem as if it never fucking happened. Something that seems so real can be seen in a nanosecond with the idea that it's not, nothing, all the stuff I believed for 50, 60, 70 years, none of it was ever, it was all happening, but another, nothing ever happened, yeah? The only that the only thing that's happening is us, yeah, dreaming. Not us is this, yeah, us. I didn't write write it. That happened with me. I remember the time, many times, but this time once I was having this. I'm going to give an extra to the talk. I was having this local operation. I'm not going to go out. Just local anesthesia in in my leg. So they built a little, there was a little wall at my waist so I couldn't watch them because visually, you know, it has a huge impact, right? You see your leg, they had these like Frankenstein bars they were gonna pull out. You could hear it when, but you didn't feel it, you know? They had to pull these bars that it kept this leg in place. And so I was in the, I was on the other side of this little wall, you know, just like this high, and they had those giant like aluminum dishes with the lights or whatever steel things and and then their whole world was over there no one was paying attention to up here and I was there and suddenly I felt this incredible mind-boggling exquisiteness I can't understand it was like didn't take any time at all just put them but when it seemed to a little bit dissipate the first thing that was said was everything that ever happened if it had to happen to lead to this, it's all fucking fine. I swear, it was unbelievable. It's all what? It's all perfectly fine. I just—it was like a complete, complete, yeah, complete okayness. Yeah, it was unbelievable, and no one even knew what was happening. I was—they were just operating, whatever. But I was just like, oh, you know, it just blew my mind. And so much gratitude swelled in, and because. Time extends imaginary effects. Cause, its effects can be fucking infinite and it seems like a nanosecond. It may not even be, you may, it, you may not even acknowledge it. It'll be like only two seconds, but it, there's an infinite amount of something there. Yeah. 
So I'm just humbly sharing, you know, as one of many, seemingly, I really wanted to get out. And there's no way you can transcend an imaginary place. All my wanting to get out made this place as real as real can be. It's just that simple. And I had no idea of it. I was suffering all the causeless effects of this dreaming, taking it as real as real could be. And then the whole thing was just flipped. And I could see it. And I could see my role like we do in AA. But not my role in, oh, I stepped on that guy's toe, that's why he punched me out. I mean, my role is fucking dreaming the whole enchilada, you know? Now, this have a huge effect on the action figure? No, probably not. Paul keeps pawing and doing his thing and shit. And, you know, that's totally fine. And what happened over the years is just acceptance, especially of Paul, you know? When it was Paul was taken to be me, there was never acceptance there. I always thought it should be better. I had worked on it feverishly. And then I saw it clearly, it wasn't me, and the Irving Renewal Project was canceled. This is just, yeah. And yet it improves on its own, yeah. The biggest problem is your own self-interest. <laughs> it's true. You are so powerful that if you believe you've got to do shit to get somewhere, that which you already are, it will seem like you've got to do shit to get somewhere. So, all right. It's past the basket. Okay?